Good morning from Westpac and welcome to another Finance AM podcast. I'm Ray Spies, the Westpac market strategist. In the financial markets overnight, we saw a risk-averse session. Uh, the US economic data was stronger than expected and that pushed bond yields uh, much higher. And in turn, risk-sensitive currencies suffered and so too did equities. The S&P 500s down 0.8% on the day. In the currency markets, uh, it was a mixed bag among the majors. The uh, defensive currencies did well, the risky currencies not so well. Overall, the US dollar index is down 0.2% on the day. Uh, But the best performing currency was the Japanese yen, followed by the Swiss franc. And uh, some of the worst ones were the likes of the Aussie and the Kiwi. The Aussie fell from 66.88 to 65.99, and the Kiwi fell from 62.90 to 61.33. And the Aussie Kiwi cross ground slightly lower to 107.49. In the interest rate markets, that's where most of the action was, and some quite eye-catching moves there. The US two-year Treasury yield jumped almost immediately from 496 to 5.12%, and that's the highest since 2006. Uh, That came straight after the ADP jobs data, which I'll detail in just a second. Uh, And the 10-year yield, it rose from 396 to 4.08%. And markets are now pricing in uh, a bit more for the Fed. Uh, The July meeting, which is the 27th of July, remains uh, almost fully priced for a 25-point hike. But beyond that, they're pricing in another 15 basis points uh, by November. So um, about a 60% chance now of another rate hike. And Australian interest rates, uh, they moved similarly. Three-year government bond yields rose from 4.12 to 4.24%. That's the highest level for the three-year government bond yield since 2011. And the 10-year yield also made a kind of recent record, uh, rising from 4.14 to 4.25%. That's the highest since 2014. Markets there are pricing in the RBA uh, to probably hike at the next meeting on the 1st of August. Um, they're about 70% priced in. And uh, on top of that, they're pricing another 43 basis points. So almost two more hikes after that by February of next year. In the commodity markets, um, no major movement there. Brent crude oil, a little change at $77. Copper's down 0.5%. Iron ore is little change at $112, and so too is gold. Now, let's look at the data from last night. Um, there was quite a bit out in the US, but the eye-catching one was the ADP private sector jobs report, uh, which jumped much more than markets had expected. And in addition, uh, we did have some fairly solid uh, reports from the weekly initial jobless claims, uh, parts of the JOLTS job openings report were also supportive. And then we had uh, some uh, services PMI data, which was stronger than expected. Overall, uh, that left the Atlanta Fed updating its uh, prediction uh, for Q2 GDP. It runs a fairly handy model called uh, GDP Now, and that was revised higher from 1.94 to 2.13%. That's for Q2 GDP. Uh, we also had some hawkish Fed speak from member Logan, who reiterated what everyone else is saying, that the Fed's got more work to do, but added that she was a dissenter in the June meeting vote, which left policy on hold. She advocated that the Fed needs to sustain its tightening to reach its goals, and she saw no sign of easing in the labour market. 
Uh, certainly last night's data um, endorses that. She also added that uh, she was concerned that a housing sector rebound could require even more policy action. Uh, on the day, what's out that could be market moving? Not too much of major note ahead of tonight's US uh, monthly payrolls report. That's going to be the global highlight. Um, the market expectation is for a jobs gain of 225,000 for the month of June, and markets' reactions uh, will be compared to that. So that's it from me today. Thank you for listening. I'll be back again same time on Monday morning.